Welcome to the Betcha Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betcha Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Yay! Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of housekeeping up top. No, not really. No, all we wanted to say, obviously next week is the holidays, week. Christmas, to New Year's, that yeah. week. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it earlier in the office, like, do we still call it winter break even when you're an adult i don't know well listen the bottom line is we're still gonna have episodes for mm-hmm. you both monday and thursday yes are two of those episodes pre-recorded interviews yes well one of those episodes no two because we've got oh well we have new year's eve episode mm-hmm. and that'll be an interview yeah and then we've got a christmas eve episode that's an interview yeah and then that week you and sammy will be recording yes we'll be doing the real time news so basically you'll get one like real news update and two very fun interviews that i'm really excited for you guys to yeah. listen to mm-hmm. so that's what's going on next week yeah for sure for but, shizzle but now we can talk about this week yeah uh at least what's getting you through um the week i forgot <laughs> the name of our session <laughs> <is> our segment? <laughs> i will tell week? you um so this is something that actually happened last week but just got onto my radar this week and it's mm-hmm. been bringing me a lot of joy so last wednesday the day after trump's insane press conference where nancy pelosi owned him in front of everybody and he had a little fit and mike pence fell asleep we all remember yes the next day trump <laughs> Did a no call, no show to work. Wow. (laughs) NBC's Hans Nichols reported at 1130 a.m. that Trump had not yet come to work (laughs) and had been likely watching TV in his residence all day. Mm. Uh, This is what he calls having executive time. You know, he could have just like rang someone, texted someone, be like, you know, I don't feel like coming to work, but I'm going to lie like all of us. Yeah. And say... My stomach hurts. I'm just going to take a couple hours off and lay in bed until I feel better. See, that's the thing is, I mean, a no call, no show. It's bold. That's very bold. I only I I will say I no called, no showed to one job in college. I worked calling people and asking them for money on behalf Uh of my university, which, if you can believe, was not a fun job. And one day I was at my house, my college apartment, making a jet pack for my space themed birthday (laughs) party. (laughs) And my alarm rang that it was time to go to work. And I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to go. And I'm also never going to go back. (laughs) And I'm never going to answer a call from them ever again. And I just ghosted. (laughs) Well, there was that article that I sent to you that that people have been ghosting their jobs more frequently than ever they'll just like like but like real jobs wouldn't it be crazy if trump just ghosted being president and, just, and we we're just like where, where is where he, he we're like he's posting on twitter <laughs> like where is he he was supposed to be here and then we all check his story and we're like he's he, i don't know he's out he's gallivanting with, yeah he's at brunch like yeah, what's going he's on with, he's supposed to be here he, re- he reconnected with steve bannon and then like we just can't get him on the phone he's clearly blocked the number and they have to just like send him his final check in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be Uh, interesting. But anyway, I love that. Mm. I think it's very funny that he just fully didn't show up to work because the president is a job where I'm like, I don't think you get any time off. You're just always the president. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that you should know that going into it. Like you, like you're, you should know that you don't, you won't have a day off for four years. Yeah. Like even when you have a day off, it's not really, no. it's more like work from home. Yes, like, exactly. And not, you can be called into the office at any second. Yeah, any you're on call. When you're president, you're on call all the time. But Trump just fully didn't show up until noon. 
It's just because <laughs> he was watching news. He was watching the TV. He was watching the TV and getting really sad. He was watching Fox. Maybe it was like when I was a kid, sometimes when I was having a lot of anxiety, my mom would be like, you can take a mental health day and I wouldn't go to school. And maybe mm-hmm. he was just like, I just need a mental health day. But like I said, but you got a call. You got a call. I still would. My mom would still send a note. Mm-hmm. It's not the no show that bothers me. It's the no call. It's yeah, disrespectful. exactly. <laughs> it's disrespectful to our nation. It's disrespectful to our nation. And definitely I would imagine I don't know what sort of onboarding paperwork the mm-hmm. president has to do, but I imagine White House policy is that you got a call. And also, I'm sure that there's someone's job to like report where he is. Like someone must know where he is at all times. And they're like, why isn't Trump at this meeting yet? And this poor aide is like banging on the door, like, please, Mr. Trump. Please come out. <laughs> please, Mr. They President. They can just hear Fox and Friends in the background. Yeah. And they're like, please just come out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, it was everyone's least favorite racist in America. Um, Stephen Miller was ah. on CBS's Face the Nation yesterday. And, you know, basically... He was on there to talk policy, but it was really hard to focus because he looked fucking ridiculous. His hair <laughs> was spray painted on. Yes. Have, I Hopefully all of you have seen these photos by now. If you haven't, like truly pause the podcast and just type Stephen Miller into Twitter. Yeah. And you will see a million photos of Stephen Miller's sprayed <laughs> on hair. It is absolutely crazy. Like. We know what you look like, bro. We know you're bald. That's the craziest thing to me is like people who... Like, you've been on TV a bunch of times. Like, we yes. know that you're bald. Find a way to rock being bald. I know yes. plenty of handsome guys who are young and bald. And, mm-hmm. like, they gr- they usually grow, like, an interesting facial hair yes. situation. Or just, like, keep it, like, nice and clean They and get bald. a cool hat collection. Yes. There's a lot of options. And so, like... That aren't spray-on Are hair. we supposed to just forget that you didn't have hair before? And now we're looking at you with this terrible spray job? Like, I understand. Like, I know that there's a lot of people who work in, like, media and television who have, like, the bald spot on them. I once saw Jimmy Kimmel at a taco place in California. Mm-hmm. And he had a huge bald spot in the middle of the back of his head that he clearly just, like, sprays. But he still... He, he's been spraying his hair consistently for years. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, it's normal. I mean, this is very... The fact that he would go on TV with obviously sprayed on hair and try to pr- convince the public that it's real hair is very Trump administration to me. Like, that's like, like they're always trying to convince us that hair is spray on hair in yeah. some capacity. What this also tells to me, first thing that I thought when I saw this is that Stephen Miller has absolutely no one in his life who <laughs> loves or cares for him <laughs> <laughs> to tell him like, Hey man, um, your spray on hair looks completely fucking insane. Yeah. And you actually forgot to spray the back part yes. of it. You only <gasps> yes. did the front. <laughs> that was the other part about <laughs> he it. He only did the front. <laughs> Every time that they did like an over the shoulder shot of him showing like the anchor, you could see the actual bald spot and the top of like the bald, like on the, where the spray, where begins. The spray begins. Like he only <laughs> sprayed the front of his head. I mean, it just proves truly no one in his life who loves him or did he do it himself. Him. Like who did this? It, so his, if, if someone else did it, that person is in the resistance. And like they, the, yes, they knew <laughs> what they were doing. What's happening. Stephen Miller also, and this we already knew clearly has no women or gay men in his life to yeah. give him advice on, you know how he should look or do his hair. The only ones who I can always look and be like, okay, they know how to put themselves together because Trump clearly doesn't. He needs a new stylist. Steve Miller needs to get a new stylist. Maybe Steve Miller and Mike Pence always look pretty put together. Yes, They look put together. Ivanka and Jared look put together. Yes. 
Uh, Jared looks scary though. Whenever I see him talk, he like looks like a vampire. He scares me. He definitely could be like a Twilight type vampire, yeah. where I mean, like he does like one thing in the sun, and we're like, is he sparkling? Yes. Like, what is going on? He's almost transparent. Yeah. Like his, like his skin tone is transparency. I would also believe that he doesn't sleep. He just sits next to Ivanka and watches her sleep, which yeah. is what Edward Cullen does. Um, um, yes, that is. A, <laughs> what is going on in the Twilight universe? Um, but Stephen Miller was there to actually talk about things, not just to debut his terrible hairstyle. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how that Trump would absolutely shut down the government over border wall funding. He said, we're going to do whatever is necessary to build a border wall to stop this ongoing crisis of illegal immigration. But meanwhile, you know, experts say and everyone knows that a wall is not it's just a waste of money. Yeah, there's just there's also just no votes for it. So it's unclear. I'm like interested to see how this plays mm-hmm. out because we are on the verge of a government shutdown because of this. Yeah, we're on the verge of a government shutdown. And basically the Democrats in the Senate have been like, look, we'll just shut it down until we can keep it shut down until Nancy Pelosi becomes speaker. And then the House will pass a stopgap mm-hmm. and they can like do that. Mm-hmm. So Democrats are like feeling comfy cozy i don't think yeah. they're gonna this isn't gonna be like the last shutdown where they budge immediately so i'm wondering like well and also because trump like in that oval office meeting like so owned the shutdown yeah. that they're like okay yeah great. you will you will shut down the government and we will be the fixers <laughs> we will be yeah. the michael cohen's but anyways um so i am wondering i'm just wondering how it is gonna play out with this shutdown what will happen because the the wall isn't like he's not going to get wall funding out no. of this. So what I'm wondering is how does it end? Like what we, they were talking about this on NPR and they were like, Trump always um, concedes defeat by claiming victory. Yes. So what is he going to do to be like, actually we figured it out and it's fine. And like, because he's not going to be like, we didn't get wall funding, but I'm reopening the government. So he's going to find some weird way to be like, this bill does fund the wall, even though it doesn't. Like yeah. I'm gonna, I'm just interested to see what choice he makes in lying about this. Yeah. What the what the spray on hair of this situation <laughs> is going to be? The other weird thing about Steve Miller is that I've, I noticed that when he speaks, he'll like change his tone and his voice. Like it'll get louder if he's trying to be more like animated and forceful. But his face doesn't fucking move or change. No, he's fully dead inside. he's like it is so like i'm like is he on something like uh like it's like one of those things where it's like i'm excited i'm i'm so excited and his yeah. mouth doesn't show his face doesn't show expression it's so bizarre no i mean he's so far removed from human society and like feeling that he didn't realize that we would notice he had spray on hair <laughs> so like he's not, he's not and the good thing about this is i'm sure trump knows and probably hates the fact that because he's care trump cares so much about like personal appearance mm-hmm. that he's probably like Stephen Miller might have gotten in trouble for that. Even yeah, if you like for, the way looking, he, for yeah. like, looking like an idiot. Also, at least I just want to comment. Your nails look amazing. Oh my God. Thank you. Mm. I got this new nail polish from my parents this weekend. They came wow. into town and we very, did a mini Christmas. Very cute. Thank you. Um, what? Oh, the one thing I wanted to say about that is that it would be truly imagine being in a room and Donald Trump is lecturing you about how bad your hair looks. <laughs> like imagine having to sit through that. <laughs> Uh, and everyone like everyone be like who's gonna say it yeah like oh you're right donald um maybe y- 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 you need a mirror but i would love for his for, for if stephen miller's next appearance he just had donald trump's exact hair <laughs> and like that was his next attempt at yeah that'd whatever. be great i'm surprised he hasn't grown out the sides yet and tried to come on over like him i know 
But maybe maybe it's too far gone. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I'm excited to see his next public appearance. And yeah, because either look. way, now it's like he either has to commit to the spray on uh-huh. hair and be like, I'm spray on hair guy. Yeah. Or he has to go back mm-hmm. to the old hair and be like, yeah, let's try to all forget the time I had spray on hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway... Fuck him. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, we can't. I think we it's can fine to be bald, but Stephen Miller sucks, so we can make fun of him. Yeah. Okay. I know. I put the I put the topic discussion as Stephen Miller hair. I should have made it Stephen Miller lack of hair. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's get into the main news. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So first things first. These are just some quick staffing changes at the mm-hmm. White House that came out over the weekend. I feel like they always do this shit on the weekend. Yeah, because. I don't know why. Uh, Just because no one, they think people will talk about it less. Yeah. So Secretary of the Interior Ryan Zinke will step down at the end of the year. Uh, Zinke has been plagued with many, many scandals. Um, Mm -hmm. There's an ethics inquiry into him. Basically, it all involves this land deal in Montana that's backed by the chairman of Halliburton. And um, he... he was going to open these public lands for drilling. And yeah. now it's like not uh, it's he might have taken corporate money to mm-hmm. do that. He's also apparently used public funds for travel. Oh, like a Scott Pruitt yeah. type situation. A Scott Pruitt-esque sitch. Yeah. So um, he's also drawn opposition from uh, environmental groups because he wants to reduce the size of national monuments. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Which is like because like. A piece of land is considered a national. Oh, monument. okay. I was like, so like we make the Statue of Liberty small. <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, it's too damn big. Yeah. <laughs> Got this giant statue. <laughs> I just want the feet. Let's not get everything else yeah. off, but keep the feet. Yeah. Does she really need to have? Does she really need to be holding her torch so aloft? <laughs> like, <laughs> um. So anyway, uh. It seems like he's kind of doing this in hopes that like the investigations into him will go away. But they won't. Yeah, but it's like you still committed the crime. Yeah, you're probably like more likely to get in trouble. I feel like because then they, it's like I think the Trump administration wants these people out who have committed anything like ethically un, like untoward, but like for 2020. Yeah. But it's like. I mean, this dude's still personally in trouble. Yeah. It's also funny for them to be like, we're getting rid of everyone with ethics violations. And I'm like, what about Donald Trump? Yeah. <laughs> um, in other staffing news, mm-hmm. um, it was announced that Mick Mulvaney will replace John Kelly as chief of staff as in, I guess, by the end of the year or before the year is out. Yeah. he keep, uh, The one thing that's confusing me is they're like, he'll be acting chief of staff. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if like, does that mean it's like a temporary appointment? I don't know. Well, Mick Mulvaney, or does that mean that he's acting now and then will be the real chief of staff I in January? So. Because everything th- everything still says Kelly leaves in January. So that that is confusing me. It's I'm confusing. not exactly sure what the dates are so, on um, this. Mick Mulvaney is currently the director of Office of Management and Budge- Budget. Um, but what's interesting is that um, when he was running for his congressional seat in 2016, during a debate, someone asked him about Donald Trump, and he said, yes, I'm supporting Donald Trump, but I'm doing so as I'm doing so as enthusiastically as I can, given the fact that I think he's a terrible human being, but the choice on the other side is just as bad. So this is on video. Like, the Daily Beast released it. 
And um, so, yeah, that guy is that guy thinks Trump is a terrible human being, but he, he's going to be his closest confidant. Yeah, he's going to the White House. Also, interesting enough, he since he was a member of the cabinet, he can be subpoenaed by Congress. Interesting. Um, and yeah. Um, so last week it looked like everyone was talking about how Jared was going to get the job. Mm-hmm. Well, like because like Chris Christie can't had to come out and say he didn't want it. Um, and he's <laughs> like. He's vying for anything. He, he I know. If you, job. if you can't even give Chris Christie the job. If Chris Christie's going to say no. You mean that you're really fucked. Yeah. Like he's so unemployed. Um, but, <laughs> but I guess someone must have been like, hey, putting Jared in this position is really bad idea yeah. considering he's going to be indicted by Robert Mueller. Yeah. Like all signs point to him getting indicted. So yeah. maybe we don't make him chief of staff. And then what really makes me laugh is that Trump announced this by via tweet and said, for the record, there were many people who wanted to be the White House chief of staff. Nick M will do a great job. And it's just uh, you always know Thanks for clarifying that, bro. It's truly But it also makes it look like they're like if he said nothing, people would have been. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now it looks like more people didn't want to have the job. The ladies said that protest too much. Again, yeah. it's just like we know everyone knows that multiple people publicly turned down this job. We know that you almost had to give it to your idiot son-in-law. Like we know <laughs> this, and then you had to give it to someone who already has a job in your administration. Now another seat has to be filled because you literally could not find anyone yeah. to do it. You offered it to a 36-year-old man, and he was like, the highest, one of the highest political offices in the land? No, I don't want it. Yeah. Chris Christie doesn't want it. Like, we, we know these things, but good Being luck to old. Mick. Yeah. Um, so, shall, should we move on? Yes. So, there's a new report that was released today by the U.N. Senate that further exposes the scale of Russian disinformation efforts. Basically, we've known about Facebook and Twitter for a while. But now it turns out that the IRA, the um, basically a Russian company that has been described by the United States intelligence community as a troll farm with ties to the Russian government. They also were using social media websites such as YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, and PayPal to spread propaganda. How did they spread propaganda on PayPal? Can no. I don't. I haven't used PayPal in years, so <laughs> I actually have <laughs> like no YouTube, idea. YouTube, Tumblr, and Instagram, I get. <laughs> but PayPal... <laughs> I don't understand. Do they sell? They must sell ad space or something. PayPal. Yeah, they must, or like they, they start like requesting money from people for yeah, like it's like we'll pay you not to vote for Hillary. Or yeah, they make they make an account that says it's Hillary Clinton's account, and then they request money for crimes. Yeah, I and don't maybe know. that's how. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I do not know how they infiltrated PayPal or how that happens. So the report says, and this is like a bipartisan. Report. The report says Russia uh, had a particular focus on targeting conservatives with posts on immigration, race, and gun rights. You don't say. Yes. (laughs) They also used, they also tried to undermine uh, the voting power of left leaning African American citizens by spreading misinformation about the electoral process. That's so fucking gross i mean i know that a russian troll farm doesn't care about like the history of race relations in the united states but people literally lost their lives in the civil rights movement to get the right to vote and now you've got like people just like trying to tell them wrong information so Mm -hmm. that they can't make their voices heard that's i mean in addition to like the efforts 
within our own country to like dilute the vote. And that's you know, pretty fucking gross. I, we, we've talked about this before. When it comes down to tens of thousands of votes across three states yeah this shit really fucking matters yeah exactly like the gerrymandering matters the fact that on his way out the door scott walker signed something that makes that limits early voting like Mm -hmm. that fucking matters uh all of the horrible things that brian kemp did in georgia as we saw they matter like georgia could have had the first black female governor in the history of the u.s but But the election was deeply Corrupt. Yeah, it was not a democratic process. Yeah. Another interesting thing about Stephen Miller, and you think you've talked about this before, mm-hmm. he kept saying Democrat Party instead of saying Democratic Party. Yeah, there that's must like have a, been a new talking point. It's a Rush Limbaugh thing. Uh-huh. Apparently, it like goes back to like right wing talk radio. But I feel like this past year, I've seen a lot more like mainstream conservatives doing it. They don't want to say Democratic Party. Yeah. So they say Democrat Party, and I'm like, you sound so fucking stupid. stupid it doesn't sound right like what <laughs> it Why? sounds like you don't know that it's the democratic party it's some weird like yeah they like don't want they don't want to say it's democratic because they think we're i don't even it's it's stupid and it makes them sound very dumb um the report um says like this is a quote from the report it says what is clear is that all the messaging clearly sought to benefit the republican party and specifically donald trump Hmm. Trump has mentioned most in campaigns targeting conservatives and right wing voters where the messaging encouraged these groups to support his campaign. The main groups that could challenge Trump were then provided messaging that sought to confuse, distract and ultimately discourage members from voting. So anyways, but they're saying they're also alluding to that Facebook and Twitter and Google had a belated and uncoordinated response from these companies because they knew that this was happening and they just didn't do anything about it, at least not quick enough. Yeah. Which really goes to show that we really need to, to get some sort of, cause what was happening was they could, Facebook could see that this company associated with the IR, like the IRA and associated with the Russian government was buying these ad spaces. They knew that they were paying for it. Yeah. Yet they did nothing about it for a long time. And so like there was that like the Google um, CEO was just on Capitol Hill and the fucking people like the, the people like quizzing him about it don't understand the difference between an iPhone and an Android. No. I mean, that's part of the problem is that now we've got like the oldest people in the world trying to yes. regulate the Internet. People who probably like have typed like things they meant to Google and made them statuses on Facebook. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They made how does Facebook work a status on yeah. Facebook. Um, so like that's a problem. And also these tech companies, the way everything's written now is that they have to self-regulate. And on the one hand, they were negligent because they don't want to stop people from using their service because that's how they make money. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, they are just people. And I bet that even they on some level thought it was far fetched that the Russians could influence the election in such a powerful. Like, I don't yeah. even think I think that Facebook Twitter and Google all neglected their responsibilities in major ways. But I could also see that they were probably like, yeah, this is weird, but it's not going to shift the election. Like this is something we should talk about after Hillary Clinton wins, but because this is bad, but like it's not going to change the entire course of the election. Mm -hmm. Little did they know they don't, they don't even really understand. I don't even think fully grasp how influential their platforms are. Yeah. Like Facebook just amassed all this power and then they like didn't really take into account that they had done so. Yeah. 
Which is kind of why we, we've seen, like, the fall of these Facebook stars, like Sheryl Sandberg and yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Like, there was talk of Mark Zuckerberg running for president, and people were, like, actually excited about that a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, Sheryl Sandberg, like, lean in was such a huge thing. Yeah. She was, like, the female CEO well, role model and then, type person. And now people, like, look at lean in as like kind of like anti-feminist in a sense yeah. like where it's like this isn't ac- like you're kind of like shitting on people yeah <laughs> shitting i mean on it's, at the same time. it's uh yeah certainly how the mighty have fallen there yeah. and i mean jack dorsey of twitter is roasted every single day anytime he does anything because he's deeply stupid man yeah um i don't know so but um <clears throat> there's that keeping an eye on that should we move on um, yes. And uh, Trump has more legal troubles, if you can believe. If you could believe. Uh, <laughs> I think that he's in a race to commit every crime. Yeah. Like, he's going to see if, like, by his 80th birthday, he can have just committed every single crime. Well, it's just, like, literally every single thing he does is illegal. Everything he touches turns to crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on Thursday, the Wall Street Journal reported that the committee in charge of Trump's 2017 presidential inauguration has come under federal investigation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The committee raised a record $107 million in donations, including $14 million from donors who worked for securities and investment companies and nearly $10 million from those with real estate industry ties, which is double the amount of the record set by Barack Obama in 2009. Now, as we can remember, Trump's event was slightly smaller. Yeah. We like, like his first, his first lie of the administration the next day was Sean Spicer coming out and be like, this was the biggest inauguration of all time. I'll never forget that day when we first were introduced to Sean Spicer. You were like, Oh, we're starting now. Yeah. It was like, Oh, and we're off. And we're off. And so it's basically what people are like federal investigators in New York are looking into whether any uh, foreigners illegally made donations to the inaugural committee to earn favor with the incoming administration. Yeah. So basically it's like did they're looking at a lot of like people ties in the Middle East. Yeah. A lot of like like, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the UAE. Yeah. Like did they uh, make donations to this, which is not. Mm-hmm. Like they're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that they're looking at that's really interesting um, that might signal that they're closing in on some issues with Ivanka mm-hmm. uh, is that Ivanka apparently improperly organized payments to the Trump organization for the inauguration. So basically Ivanka in her role as mistress of the Trump org, I don't know what <laughs> her <laughs> technical title is, Uh she arranged for the inaugural committee to pay the Trump organization to host inaugural events at Trump owned properties. So it's like Trump Trump's inaugural committee paying Trump's businesses to rent Trump's own venues, which is like something that shouldn't have been happening to begin with, which sounds shady enough. But as it turns out, there's even more shadiness to it because Ivanka is allegedly to have been, overcharging for these services. She wanted to charge $175,000 per day for the space, despite organizers' concerns that it would look like the Trumps were lining their pockets. Because they they were. Are. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... It's, yeah, Ivanka you know. was the middleman in this scam, and now 
Basically, um, apparently this information came to light when they raided Michael Cohen's office in New York earlier Which this year. Trump was tweeting about how mad he was, how he still thinks it was illegal for them to raid Michael Cohen's mm-hmm. office. Despite, you know, there's there's something called, what's that What's that thing called? The um, Having a warrant? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, by the side note, Trump's Twitter has been off the Something's coming. Lo- off the chain this past week. If, if Trump's Twitter, like, shitstorms are like proportional to what is coming the past couple of days. Yeah. He's been all over the place. He was like, SNL should be sued. Yes. SNL should be collusion, investigated for collusion <laughs> because they say mean stuff about me. A sketch uh, comedy show guys. Yeah. SNL. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. He called Michael Cohen a rat. Wh- he did wh- call Michael Cohen a rat. For particip- for cooperating with his department of justice. I know. Um, you know, it, it, that's usually mob talk. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like a mob boss anytime he tweets about any of this. So he was tweeting. Yeah. And then he said that it was illegal for them to raid Michael Cohen's office in the first place, which is not true because they had a warrant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just been really all over the place lately. He really hit on a lot of topics. And I think that I do think that if something happened and like Ivanka got in trouble, that that would be. A yeah. moment where we don't know wh- what's going to happen. Well, so that. it's like just to like refresh. It's like Trump charities are under investigation. The yes. Trump family, the Trump organization, the Trump inaugural committee, the Trump campaign and President Trump himself. Yeah. And lot. Like, a lot. A lot of, of shit stuff. A lot, a lot, a lot of things are under investigation. And it's just does not bode well for the family or the people close to them. I'm just looking through his Twitter right now. Um he tweeted about Obamacare, which we will talk about in a moment. Border security, the Russian witch hunt hoax, Michael Cohen. Um, oh, he said that the Democrats created child separation. Um, he said, yeah, Michael Cohen is a rat. Uh, where are the missing text messages between FBI agents Peter S. and the lovely Lisa Page, his lover? Why does he always say lovely Lisa Page? It is so weird. I don't know. Like, does he... Does he find her lovely? Dig? I think that he just always wants to make sure... He, he thinks it's very funny that they were, like, lovers, I think. <laughs> or he thinks that's very scandalous. Because he always calls him her lover. Mm. Um, yeah, and then that SNL should be investigated... Ryan's I mean, out. It, I, I mean, it's just a crazy. I would love SNL to be investigated so they could finally find out why they haven't tapped either of us. Yeah. To be on the show. I know. Or right for it. I know. It's crazy. But who knows? I mean, apparently they're in an operation to take down the president. Yeah. So they're working really hard on all that stuff. Um, Okay. Shall we get into one more thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, the future of Obamacare is in jeopardy again. Um, a federal judge ruled the Affordable Care Act to be unconstitutional. And it's kind of weird how this happened. But basically, like, the Supreme Court has upheld Obamacare twice. And in 2012, they upheld it based on by saying that the individual mandate, which taxed people if they didn't buy health insurance, that that was within Congress's power to tax. So it was all fell in, that the whole thing was constitutional under Congress's power to levy a tax. So now this judge is saying that because they repealed the individual mandate in the tax bill last year, 
that now the law is unconstitutional. I don't 100% understand that logic, but that is what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Obamacare is still in place. The judge didn't issue an injunction or anything like that. So Obamacare is still in place. Anyone who signed up for the ACA for 2019 will still get it. But now it kind of begins this process of it going through the courts. There are a lot of different things that could happen with it. It could go to the Court of Appeals and the Court of Appeals could strike down that ruling. The The Court of Appeals... Yeah, the Court of Appeals could strike down that ruling and then the Supreme Court could be like, we're not going to take this. We've already ruled on this. That could also happen. They've done that with a couple things. Um, obvious, and the Supreme Court has ruled twice to upheld, hold Obamacare, but obviously that is before mm-hmm. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. And this basically applies to all of the stuff that Obama Everything. so it's like if you're on your health insurance because you are you're, you're, I mean you're on your parents health insurance because you're 26 or younger yeah that that's goes gone. away pre-existing, pre-existing condition uh, the thing that says that your health insurance has to give you free uh, like primary care so like you know your annual OBGYN visit is free your annual physical is free all of that stuff that's part of Obamacare the pr- plans wouldn't have to cr- yeah. like keep that and so it's interesting like the president is the only person really excited about this because remember how leading up to the midterm elections, the Republicans in Congress um, were basically like not talking about health care. Like we love pre-existing conditions. Meanwhile, they voted to repeal it like yeah. a bunch of times and actually succeeded in the House once. I mean, the, the Republicans have seen what happens when you try to take people's health insurance yeah. away, it lost. They lost a historic number of seats in the House of Representatives. People marched. People were going insane over this. So if like the courts strike it down, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be their fault because of this new tax bill they passed, which uh, which evidently has not done what they said it was going to do. No, it hasn't done anything. It's literally just going to mean that like poor people take home less, less money, money because like rich people like it's not trickle down economics doesn't work we know this i yeah and it was only it was only good for the economy in the short term not the long term and trump doesn't care about that because he says he'll be out of office by the time the deficit explodes so vote democrat because yeah they care about your life in the future i mean it is I do think it's interesting, like, we're uh, we're coming up on the first, like, tax season with this new bill. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's going to put some of the, like, shitty things that were in this bill under a new light. Like, a bunch of people yeah. are going to go to get their taxes done and they're going to see stuff that they don't like. Yeah. And, like, when you hit people in their wallets, yeah. that will fucking come because back to haunt you. Because wages aren't going, like, necessarily going up, but no. it's, like, you're, but the corporations are rack- getting more money. So it's... Exactly. And the cost of living is getting more expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a shit show if they do that. And also, it's very scary. But th- this is a process that takes a long time and there's mm-hmm. no guarantees. So, like, when I first read that someone had struck it down as unconstitutional, I was like, oh, my God, does that mean that the law ent- stops today? No. Yeah, yeah. It's just the beginning of a potential process. And one thing that we can do is to elect people who want to do a single payer. Mm-hmm. And then we can solve all of these problems by having a single payer system. And that's that. Yeah. And that's what I have to say about that. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Uh, I think that brings us to the end. So um, until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.